turn to Mark chapter, uh, Mark chapter 4. I love the ladies on the front row. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 says, you know, it's, it's been going over in my heart uh, for a while, you know, um, Mark 14, uh, Mark 4, 14, it says, the sower sows the word. And that word uh, sower and sows, it's just the same word in the Greek, and it literally just means sower to receive, seed, sows, scatters. And the word scatters in the dictionary, uh, it literally means um, to separate and disperse in different areas. And the one who receives seed, you can say it like this, the one who receives seed scatters it by saying it, thinking it, and acting on it. You know, and, I, and for the past little bit, I, I've been dealing with the Lord on this. And I was like, Lord, I, I really, um, well, really, I have a basic knowledge of Mark chapter 4, of the parable of the sower. But I said, Lord, I want a revelation on it. I want my eyes to be illuminated on it. I want a, I want a revelation of my heart com- coming in me. And uh, so I've been dealing with the Lord for, for a long time, and it's probably the most uh, marked up passage in my Bible. And, uh, you know, I have a basic knowledge of it. But like I said, I want a revelation knowledge of it. And, you know, we can have a knowledge of something uh, and many things if we give our attention to it like a subject, and, we, you know, we can attain understanding if we, if we, if we give heed to it. And, you know, and that's good. You know what I mean? We all have gift, gifts and talents and, and different abilities in our lives, but, you know, we're not supposed to compare ourselves uh, one to another, but we're supposed to complement one another and, and encourage one another, the Bible says. But my buddy, uh, he, my buddy Justin, his mind just works so much different than mine. And it's, it's, it's wonderful because if I want to know something, like, you know, if I, if I want to, like, do my research on something, like, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll mention it to him and he'll go home and he'll, he'll do his research and he'll come back. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that about him. And, you know, I remember one time we were going up to New Brunswick and we were going um, on a bike, a bike trip, you know, up to northern New Brunswick. And, you know, it was us going up together, and all of a sudden we come into this big pack. And, uh, you know, it was a pack that we knew, these riders that we knew. So anyways, they, they run, you know, we run around all on camera. So we run the speed limit, <laughs> you know, but they, they, run, they run the speed limit. Yeah, plus. So anyways, here I am on my little sports tour, and I'm just giving it. And so anyways, we come to this off-ramp, and anyways, my bike starts spitting and sputtering. And here I am trying to, f- you know, because it's carbureted, and I'm trying to find the, 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 the Pepcock to, to turn it to reserve. And <laughs> I'm like spitting and sputtering, and this big 18-wheeler is behind me. I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyways, I get up, I get up beside Justin on his V-Rod, and I point down to my tank like this. I said, I need gas. And I didn't know where the gas station was. I was just, I was just trusting him. You know, I was just relying on his, his pace and knowledge. And so anyways, we stop at the gas station, and that's fine. And then, but anyways, on the way back, 
he says, okay, James, and he gets his little phone out, and he does the calculations, and he says, okay, this is how much gas you'll burn. This is, how, this is where we need to go to. He said, just, just trust me. Just, you know, and I did. I received what he said, and I trusted what he said. He just said, just put your tank on reserve right now. He said, we'll get there. And it was like, he, you can talk to him. He can talk to you. Um, it was going from one point to another, and he just said, put your tank on reserve. So I said, okay, I trusted him. So I did. So anyway, sure enough, as soon as I got to that gas station, I literally, when I drove in the gas station right at the pump, it stalled out. Like literally, <laughs> like I was running on fumes. But you know, I, I trusted him, right? <laughs> but you know, we, we all receive, like I receive what, what his knowledge and stuff like that. And we all receive from God and we all have something to say. We all have... Uh, you know, something to contribute. And, but, you know, what we say is it, is it giving life, is it, is it bearing fruit in people's lives? You know, God's, God's always speaking to us. And even though I received from Justin, and Justin hears from God, so I trusted him. And, you know, at the beginning of the, the, beginning of the year, I asked the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, what do you want to say to me? And he just, he just spoke to me from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And he said, Trust in me. He's trusting the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And so I've been meditating on that and just pondering it over in my mind, thinking about it all the time. And, you know, usually when I wake up in the morning, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll read my Bible. And this, this morning I was taking my little puppy to, to daycare and, you know, I was just finished my coffee and I heard the Lord say, go to Kent. I was like, Kent, Kent Building Supply. And I said, I said, okay. So I, I got up and I got ready and I took the dog and I took her to daycare. And I was coming out the end of the road. It was either right or left, right to go home, left to go to Kent. And the Lord spoke to me again. He said, go to Kent. I said, okay, I'll go to Kent. And really, I didn't need nothing at Kent Building Supply. The garden center was not open yet. And, <laughs> You know what I mean? I had a little bit of cash in my pocket for like soil and stuff like moon or, you know, but, but it wasn't open yet. So I didn't really need nothing at Kent. And I didn't need, like literally didn't need nothing, but I said, okay, Lord, I'll go. So here I am, I go into Kent. I'm looking around at nothing and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, what's going on? And because I'm just, I'm just there walking around. And I heard the Lord say, go look at the hammers. I was like, okay. So anyways, Go do my business. Go look at the hammers. And, you know, I'm just going about my business. And I heard, Jim. I heard Jim. And uh, I look up, and there's Adam McDonald. And, you know, it was, a real, it was a real blessing, you know what I mean? And I, and I got talking to him and stuff like that. And nothing was going on that day. So, you know, I got to, got to go to his, his, uh, one of his properties that he looks after. And it was just the people that moved out just destroyed it. And... You know, it was really nice that I was there because I got to, you know, help him clean it up and stuff like that and really was a blessing to him. And, you know, and, and I noticed, you know, on, on Adam's life, you know what I mean, and he was brought up in a, in a godly home, and, and you can see God blessing him in his life. You know, he's got a brand-new truck, and he's got a great business going, and, you know, he just got his first rental property, and you'd see the blessing of the Lord on his life. And, uh, you know... And so it was great just to hang out with him, talk to him, you know, and, but the thing is, you know, God's will for us is always to prosper. It's always for us to have success in whatever we do, you know, for ourselves 
and for the benefit of others. You know, keep your finger in Mark chapter 4 and turn to Joshua chapter 1, and we'll start at verse 6. It says, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto the people so you divide the inheritance of the land, which I swore unto their fathers to give them. He said, Only be strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe and do according to the law which Moses your servant commanded you. He said, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. He said, That thou mayest prosper wherever you go. He said, This book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you shall meditate there in day and night, that thou mayest observe and do all according to that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. He said, For I have not commanded thee, but be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, and be not dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Why did he say three times in that passage, be strong and of good courage? He said it because he knew in our lives we would go through tests and trials, temptations, we would suffer persecution, we would suffer affliction. But you know, Jesus gave us the parable of the sower. In Mark chapter 4, verse 14, he says, A sower sows the word. And the word sown out of our mouth uh, only it, it sorry, the word sown out of our mouth not only benefits us, but it also benefits the seed that it's sown into. Um, and uh, each seed that each seed and soil that it's sown into releases different anointings. And what I mean about that is that, you know, me and Heather, we uh, we partner with different ministries. And partnership has its benefits. And when you partnership with someone, you, you get everything that they are doing. Like, you know, I was talking on the phone the other day to KCM, and she, you know, she said, can I pray over you? And she prayed over me. And she goes, you know, right now, they're all in the boardroom praying for you guys, praying for your partners. You know, she said, you know, you can guarantee that we're praying for you. We're believing God with you. And it was just so nice to hear. And, you know, some of the, you know, even, even, when you, um, even when you get saved, you get born again, you partner with God. Really, you partner with God. Everything that he has is yours, right? In, in Romans 8, 11, it says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit dwells in you. And everything you need in this life, everything that pertains to life and godliness, he's, he's already given it to us when we partner with him. And, you know, it's so, you know, tribe of Judah. We roll with tribe of Judah, and, you know, I believe that, you know, Pastor Ben and the anointing that's on his life, I believe that it's on tribe of Judah, and each one that's involved in tribe of Judah. That anointing that's on Pastor Ben, to what? To minister to the lost, to minister to the broken, you know what I mean? To the bikers and to the outlaw world. And, you know, that anointing comes on, you know, us to minister to, to other people like that. And, you know, we also, we, we also, like I said, uh, KCM, Kenneth Colt Ministries, we minister with them. is because, you know, they're living by faith in the word, victorious, and they're overcoming. And, you know, all that they encounter, you know, all that we encounter, we, we have the victory through Christ Jesus. And that partnership has benefits, you know. And even uh, we also um, partner with J, uh, Jesse DePlanis Ministries, you know, because Jesse DePlanis has a revelation on, you know, finances and how to live in the blessing. And he also is an evangelist. He's a worldwide evangelist. 
And you know, by me sowing my seed into their ministry, my seed can go further and faster in reaching people than it can if I, you know, give it in the offering, you know what I mean? Because he's going further, he's going faster, he's reaching people on a global scale. And I honor that, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, a, it's the, just the least thing I can do in my life to honor those people that have blessed me over the years, um, you know, spiritually, you know? And so, uh, so, you know, like I really, I want a maximum harvest from the soil that I sow into. Mark 4, 14, the sower sows the word. And that word, uh, word in, in, in the Greek means logos. And I'll just give you a few definitions of it. It means written word. It means the word of life. It means living word. And, you know, a few scriptures that I'll mention to you, John 1, 1. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, that's the Logos Word. Luke 8, 11. The seed was called, or seed is the Word of God. Uh, Philippians 2, 16, it says, Holding fast the Word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither have I labored in vain. And, you know, Hebrews 4, 12, it says, The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing to the dividing asunder the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, it's the discerner of the thoughts and in, intents of the heart. So yeah, the word is sown in the heart and spoken out of the mouth, and it has creative ability not only to meet the need, but it can bring full function to all areas of our life. Turn to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Verse 1, start at verse 1. And this is Jesus speaking. This is in red, even though my Bible doesn't have it in red, but I know it's in red. It says, I am the vine, and my father is the husband. And it said, every branch that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. It says, now you are clean through the word that I've spoken to you. He said, if you abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. He said, accept it, abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. He said, I am in the vine, and you are the branches. And he that abides in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Verse 6, he said, if a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, withered, and men gather him up and cast him into the fire, and they are burned. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. He says, herein... Is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so that you shall be my disciples indeed? And you know He's all about He's all about purging us, and purging is good. My wife knows everything about that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, like um, on the back of my property, I've got uh, I've got some lilacs on the top, but I've got seventy-seven lavender plants. And you might think, why, why do I got 77 lavender plants? Well, you know, before, before we bought our house, we went to look at the property, and there was so much mosquitoes, so much black flies. I'm like, oh, I, I just don't like mosquitoes. I hate them. And that's a strong word, but I mean that. <laughs> I don't like mosquitoes. And so anyways, I did, my, I did you know, I did what Justin would do. It. You know, went on the computer, and I said, you know, what? What deters, deters uh, mosquitoes and black flies? And they said, lavender. I said, okay. 
So anyways, I looked up, okay, I said, you know, this is the type of soil I got on my property. So I looked up the soil and, you know what I mean, that lavender will do good in my soil. So I planted 77 lavender plants. And I'm telling you, because I, yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. You know, and I was out there trimming each one of them the other day. It, it took me like over an hour. And so anyways, I'm trimming this lavender. And the thing is why I have so much lavender plants, like I said, I hate mosquitoes. And I like sitting on my back deck and I like sitting in my hot tub with the jets going and looking up at the stars and the blue lights and stuff like that. You know, like I, I don't want mosquitoes biting up my head and stuff like that. So that's why I have lavender. But the moral of the story is like, you know, I was out pruning the other day. And, you know, when I first planted them, I planted the second row um, a year ago. And they're probably about three inches high, about three inches wide. And now over a year, they're probably about yay, yay big and about yay tall. And they'll grow probably about three feet wide, three feet high. And you know, it's good too because Heather uses it for soaps and sachets and whatever else the ladies do with it or whatever. I just like the smell of it. I just, I like that it just keeps the mosquitoes away, you know? <laughs> and you know what? And they're all doing well with their planet. You know, it's not just about the soil. It, it's, it's, it's just about the right soil that it's sown into. And, you know, he's given, us, he's given us the seed. Like I said, uh, Luke 8, 11, he's given us the seed, uh, and he's given us the measure of faith. Uh, Rev, uh, Romans 12, 3 says he's given every man the measure of faith. Mark 4, 15, we're going to get to uh, talking about the parable of the sower. Turn, them, turn back to Mark. So, yeah, verse 14, it says, The sower sows the word, and these are they... Verse 15, and these are they which are sown by the wayside, where the word was sown. And when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. What I learned from the wayside is that it goes in one ear and out the other. And that word takes away, it literally means to cease and continue what it's meant to do. That word takes away, it means to cease and continue what it's meant to do. You know, John 10.10, 10, there's... Satan's MO and Jesus's MO right in the same verse. And John 10:10 10, 10 says the thief, Jesus said the thief comes not to what steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus said I've come to give you a life and have it in more abundantly. Verse 16. Are you getting anything out of this? Yes. And it says these are likewise that are sown on the stony ground, who when they've heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, who endure for a time, and afterwards affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake. Immediately they are offended. What I've learned from that, you know, the word, when, when it says they immediately they receive it with gladness, you know, the gladness, the, the term uh, gladness just means, the definition, it means just to, to cause joy or pleasure. And another definition for immediately means shortly. And that's all it is. Stony ground, it's just short. It's, it comes and it goes, and it's over. Yeah, soil matters. And, you know, so, you know, we're not supposed to live by the flesh. We're supposed to live by faith, you know. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, the first thing he said was, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And, you know, how many times has Pastor Gary, you know, spoken to us uh, from uh, Habakkuk 2.4, Galatians 3.11, Romans 1.17, and Hebrews 10.38. He said, the just shall live by 
faith. We're not supposed to live in the flesh. We, you know, we live in the flesh, but we're not supposed to, you know, we're not supposed to walk in the flesh. You know, and I'm, and I'm not trying the word. The word's trying me. I'm not trying the word. The word's trying me. You know, John 6.63 says, it is the spirit that quickens because the flesh profits nothing. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You know, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, he says, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war in the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what? Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ. And, you know, having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. You know, so, you know, the fight is always over what you say and over what you believe. You know, but in, and look at, look at the last part of that in the stony ground. He says, uh, he says in verse 17, he says, immediately they were offended. But you don't have to be. Psalms 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, for nothing shall offend them. You know, if we really love God, nothing will offend us. You know, and I even look at through the parable, even look at the, through the Gospels and what Jesus had to go through. You know, I mean, with the 12 disciples and 120 disciples, you know, like he didn't get offended. And we're supposed to be like him. We're supposed to imitate him. You know, and among the thorns, and this is what I learned among the thorns, verse, uh, verse 18. It says, These are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word. He said, In the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things enter in and chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So among the thorns, this is what I learned from among the thorns. It's almost the same as the stony ground. One hears, the other heard. One's rooted and the other doesn't. And it always comes back to the flesh. And basing our decisions on, the, our, basing our decisions on feelings will always lead to destruction. The root word for deceitfulness is to deceive. And, you know, Revelations 12.10, Jesus calls Satan his name, is, is the deceiver. But, you know, Revelations 12.11 says, you know, we've overcome him by what? The blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we love not our own lives unto death. You know, and uh, good ground, verse 20. This is what I wanted to get to. It says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and, and some 100 and what I got from that is, is it's the results of sowing the word over and over and over. And, you know, we went, we went camping last weekend, and uh, I've been running with these two boys for a long time. Joshua's 12. He's going to be 13 soon. And so, you know, 13, maybe 14 years now, uh, you know, that I've been running with these boys. And I tell you, like, I've been around them a lot. But this weekend, I just seen something different. I mean, the kids would just over and over ask them questions. Like they, they would ask Jordan questions all the time. And I was like, and they wouldn't shut up. They wouldn't shut up. You know what I mean? But you know, it's good. It's good. I love them kids. Like they're, I love them like they are mine. And, but I, was, I, I, I looked at Jordan. I was like, Jordan, I was like, man, they ask you a lot of questions. He's like, yep, they do. <laughs> but you know, he's a, Jordan's a man of answers. Yeah, but Jordan's, you know, and same with Justin, but Jordan, Jordan's a man of answers. You know, he always says to people, he says, if you have a question, 
just give me a call and I'll do my best to answer it. And, you know, sure enough, he does, you know, and sometimes we'll come home from the camp and, you know, somebody will be texting him and we drive it home and he'll be talking to his little thing on, um, they got this technology in his truck where he talks to the, I think it's the Siri or something like that. And he talks, he talks to the Siri and, you know, so anyways, he'll receive a text on the, on the, in his truck and the Siri will talk to him, the text. And then Jordan will, Jordan will say to Siri, you know, Siri says, do you want to respond? And Jordan's like, yes. And so anyways, he'll say his spew, and then anyways, and then she'll go, do you want to send it? Yes. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but you know what? The one who gets the 30, 60, and 100 fold is the one who sends it. You know, Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish in what it says it will, and will prosper to where what? I send it. Say this with me. I'm just going to send it. I'm just going to send it. Yeah. You know, we keep on considering the word and, you know, by what we're hearing and apply it. You know, I'm going to send it wherever I go. But uh, when, <laughs> whenever, one hears, whenever one hears the word, it gives one opportunity to apply what's said. The, responsi resi the responsibility resides within the believer to take root. And each time we hear it, faith comes. And it takes root by speaking it and meditating on it and thinking about it. It's like Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Every time we sow the word, it gives substance to the things hoped for. The sower sows the word. And every time we sow the word, it's meant to bring forth fruit. And if it doesn't bring forth fruit, check the ground that it falls on. Check the ground that it falls on. Right? So there's a difference between having heard the word and hearing it. Romans 10, 17 says, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, and Hebrews 4, 2, 4, 2 says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, which heard the word preached that did not profit them because they didn't what? Mix it with faith. Everything is based in the kingdom of God around seed time and harvest time. And it's about, about releasing our faith. You know, so what I'm trying to say here is that keep on sowing, keep watering, keep working the ground of your heart, you know, the right amount of light, the nutrients, the right place to, for the right harvest, you know, and also what I've been, uh, this goes into sowing and reaping, it goes into the parable of sower, but uh, anyways, I have this beautiful garden that Jordan built for me and, uh, you know, at my last house and then we moved and I really enjoyed that. I really got a lot out of gardening, just vegetables and stuff like that. But uh, the garden that I built, sure, it will last a long time, but Heather likes sees asparagus. Yeah. Oh, Suzanne, you like asparagus? Okay. Okay. So companion plant. So I learned about asparagus. So I was like, so I, I did what Justin would do. You know what I mean? I got on the computer. I was looking up asparagus. And so I was like, okay, what, you know, what do I need to do? How do I plant asparagus? You know, what's the best place for it and stuff like that? And they say asparagus is a perennial. So a perennial will come up every year. And you can get a harvest from a, a, a crown of asparagus for up to 30 years. So I couldn't, sow it in, I couldn't plant up my garden because my garden, it, it'll last a long time, but it won't last 30 years, you know, even though it's made out of hemlock and it won't rot. But it won't last 30 years. So I had to, I had to put another bed in somewhere. So I put it on the other side of my house. And so just think of this. So I, one crown 
one crown of asparagus, when you plant it, it will take about two to three years to start producing a harvest of spears. And so one crown can produce 25 to 30, um, 30 spears, right? And so if you think, if, if one crown can produce 25 to 30 spears, and I've got 25 crowns, you just think of the, think of the math. Or, you know, I mean, Justin can do that. Even Joshua, Joshua, Jordan's boy, brilliant when it comes to math. He can, just like that. Anyways, I'll get him to do the math sometime. I'll ask him. But, you know, with companion planting, so I was looking, I was like, you know, what goes good with what? And this says tomatoes. And I was going to plant tomatoes in my garden, but sure enough, I had to go plant them by the asparagus. And why I plant them by the asparagus is because the tomatoes, they, they complement each other. And they, um, so there's bugs and stuff like that that eat at the asparagus that uh, if you plant it with the tomatoes, they don't... Um, they don't attack each other. And asparagus keeps uh, bugs away that eat the tomatoes. So it, it benefits one another, right? And it deters pests. You know, but my confession is that I'll have a hundredfold harvest on the seed that I sown. And you know, I have to protect the harvest because you know, there's, little, there's, there's, there's little four-legged creatures that we like, to, we like to go bang in the wintertime that like to come up and eat, you know, that type of food. So anyways, they like to fill their bellies on that stuff, and I don't want them to fill their bellies on my stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> but anyways, you know, the good soil is the one that Satan can't steal from, right? Because it's loose. It's not hardened. It's established with other beneficial plants. It blooms where it's planted. If, you know, if, if anything that I've learned over the years, it's bloom where you're planted. If you're planted in the house of the Lord, yeah, bloom where you're planted. And it says when we, weeds come, uh, they quickly die because when we speak the word of faith to it, you know, when faith is released, you know, and how many times has, has Pastor Gary spoke from Mark eleven twenty three and 24, you know, he says, Whoever, whosoever says, say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. That man shall have whatsoever he says. And then he said, whatsoever things you desire, that when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. You know, what I'm saying to you here is, is don't say something that you don't want. Mark 14.4, the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.